Friends, would you join me in a spirit of prayer? Gracious God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts gathered virtually here out of love for you be acceptable and pleasing in your sight. For you are our rock, you, God, are our strength, you are our redeemer, you are the star that we follow. Amen. Well, I hope that you were able to have a very happy Christmas and New Year. Uh, Perhaps your New Year's, like mine, however, looked a little bit different uh, than it did in years past. Uh, There was very little fanfare and uh, celebration happening at my house. Uh, We spent uh, the New Year moment uh, grazing on old Christmas treats and uh, desperately trying to find on YouTube Live uh, a stream of the ball drop. Uh, For some reason, we couldn't find one. So it just, it felt different. It felt strange. We weren't able to be with uh, family. It was odd. New Year's, even though it felt very different this year, is a special and unique time, I think. It is a liminal time. It's a time of transition. It's a time where we, as people, become almost fixated on a single moment, on the strike of the clock when it turns midnight. We set our sights on that final moment of the year, and in many ways, uh, an entire year can be understood as slowly working towards that New Year's Eve moment, that single moment where the journey of an old year gives way to the journey of a new year. We pop champagne, we kiss our partners, we light fireworks, and we pop poppers, at least on a normal year, we would. And in one sense, New Year's Eve is all about this one moment, this threshold moment. And yet, New Year's Eve is more than that. It is that threshold from one journey to another journey. It is a moment to look back on what the old year has brought, to reflect on what that journey has meant to you, but to also look forward to what the new year could bring. We often set resolutions, we declare goals, and we do this because I think we feel in one way or another the invitation of the new year to set down on a different path. And in this way, I think Epiphany is a bit like New Year's in that we often think of it in terms of a single moment. Now, perhaps uh, you are not like this, but when I think of Epiphany, what, what comes to my mind is the single scene from the Nativity. I think of the three wise men who come and they bring their gifts and they kneel at the foot of the manger and they offer their gold, frankincense, and their myrrh. It's a snapshot. It's a single frame. And in some ways, this is what Epiphany is about. It's about the wise men who have journeyed far and have found the aha of the Christ child who rests in the manger, and they bring those gifts as a response to the glory of God. And in a very real way, that moment is Epiphany. But in another way, Epiphany is much more than that. 
It's much more than that, just like New Year's Eve is much more than that one moment, for just like New Year's Eve invites us to look back onto the journey of the last year and to look forward to the journey of the next. Epiphany is a story about the wise men who journey far and long. They journey far and long to get to the manger so that they can offer their gifts, but that's not the end of their story. They offer their gifts, but then they're sent out onto a path that they do not know to, go, to return home by another way. They're sent out from the manger, and their journey continues. Much like our journey continues from one year to the next. Now, friends, no matter how the journey of 2020 treated you, perhaps like many of us, it was a long, hard, awful year, and you just want to put it behind you. Or whether you can look back and say that 2020 was actually fairly good to you and full of unexpected joys and surprises, no matter what that journey was, the invitation of Epiphany, I think, is the same for all of us this morning. The invitation is to come and rest your road-weary spirit at the feet of the newborn king, to come and rest and to experience the aha of that moment, but then to be sent out once again to continue your journey, to continue your story of faith fully committed to allowing the star of Christ to lead you just like the star of Christ led the wise men. And it matters what leads you. It matters who is leading your spirit as you embark on that journey of faith. In our text, we see that Herod, the Roman-appointed king of Judea, was a man who was led by fear and a thirst for power. Now, in a very real sense, King Herod was the king of the Jews. He was the ruler of that space. And so when he hears the news that a baby has been born and that baby is being called king of the Jews, he does not see it as good news. He does not see it as an opportunity to come to the manger and worship the, the newborn king. He sees it as a threat. And so he lets his fear lead him, and he calls together the religious experts and asks them, where has this child been born? And once he discerns that it's in Bethlehem, he then sends the wise men out under false pretenses to find where the child is located. And again, Herod is not the one who is going to worship the newborn king. He wants to know where Jesus is so that he can remove any possible threat to his power. The wise men, on the other hand, they are not folks who are led by fear or a desire for power. They're led by something much different. They're led, the text tells us, by joy. When the star arises in the sky and they can see it leading them, they, are, they feel joy. They're, they're led by curiosity. They're led by intrigue. They're led by devotion. Above all, they're led by the star of Christ that is leading them to the place they need to go. Now, the wise men would have been seen as out, outsiders in the Judaic community. They, they were not part of the 
traditional family of God. These people most often came from the land of Persia, far, far away. And yet, although they would have been considered outsiders by the religious leaders that they met at Herod's temple, they are the ones who see the star. They are the ones who decide to set out on a journey to a place that they do not know, to meet a child that they do not know, because they felt compelled to go, to set out on the journey to worship the newborn king. And in this way, I think the Magi are powerful witnesses for us today. They're witnesses of what faith can look like because they commit to a journey to find Christ even though they didn't know exactly where they were going. And yet, although they set off in the dark to find the Christ child, we see in the text that God goes before them. God goes before them in the form of a star, a light, that guides their path to the manger, to the aha, to the glory of Christmas. The Magi remind us that God is a God who always goes before us to illumine the path and to lead us in the right direction. And if you look at the story of Scripture, you can see examples of this throughout the text. If you jump all the way back to the book of Exodus chapter 13, you'll see that when God was leading the Israelite people out of Egypt and into the promised land, that the presence of God went before the people in a pillar of cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night so that whether the Israelites traveled by day or in the darkness of night, they would always know that their God was going before them to lead the way. God always goes before us to light our path. So whether we travel by day or by night, whether we travel through a wilderness that we do not know where it is leading us, or whether we travel by the darkness of night, following only the light of the star, May we know that the one who illumined the way for the Israelites and the one who illumined the way for the wise men will also illumine the way for us. And so the question becomes, who will lead you in 2021? What will be your guiding star for this new year? King Herod chose to be led by fear. The wise men chose to be led by Instead, by the light of God's love that was revealing to them a new but important path, a path that led to the manger and beyond. Friends, if you wish to seek to follow in the footsteps of the Magi, remember, not only does the light of God need to guide your way, but you'll need to choose to follow You'll need to choose to follow the star, to let the light of God's love lead you. The journey of faith is not a destination. The journey of faith is is more like, I think, a series of choices of allowing God's transformative love to lead and guide you through new, sometimes chaotic, sometimes unknown terrain. 
Friends, none of us know what 2021 will hold for you or for me or for us as a, as a church, as a nation, as our world. And yet the invitation remains the same. To locate the star of Christ in the sky, to hear it calling you forward on your journey of faith and to commit, to commit to following the star wherever it leads you in this year to come. When Christ leads us, we may not always know where we are going or what will happen when we get there, and that is the nature of faith. Sometimes we'll have to follow the example of the wise men and walk that journey, not by sight, but by that faith. But even if you don't know exactly where you're going sometimes, even if sometimes the road ahead seems unclear, May you be able to trust that God will always, always go before you to light the path ahead, even if just one step at a time. For really, all we ever have is the next step we take. And may the step that you take today and tomorrow lead you one step closer to the manger. It doesn't matter that you do it perfectly. We will never follow the path perfectly, and I'm sure the wise men didn't follow the path perfectly either, but that's okay because the path forward is always paved with God's grace, with the grace of the child who will always lead us deeper and deeper into the mystery of faith, even as we sometimes struggle to navigate that path through pandemic and crisis and apathy and so much else that would seek to distract us from the way. What matters is not that you do it perfectly. What matters is that you commit and then commit again and then commit again to following Christ. So friends, I ask you, would you commit to following Christ this year? Would you commit to the journey that God is calling you on, even though you may not know where God is taking you? Would you come later today and receive a star that has a word on it that perhaps can be one of your guiding lights for your faith in 2021? Would you commit yourself to deepening your knowledge and experience of God's love for you and the world, not just as a New Year's resolution, but as a continual commitment to seek God's love, God's transforming power in your life? Would you say yes to a new spiritual practice? Would you say yes to a small group? Would you say yes to taking time out of your busy day to listen for the voice of the one who wants to lead you? Would you trust that although this new year holds a lot of unknown quantities, that God is a God who does go before you to lead you through, to lead us all through this unfamiliar terrain? Would you commit to just one step, one next step of faithfulness to set your path towards the manger? You don't have to have it all figured out. You don't have to have the entire route preordained. For God will illumine the path before you as you go, just like God illumined the path for the wise men who followed the star. For even though we may not know where we are headed at times, we can trust 
that the God who leads us will show us where to go when we need to know. So I invite you to set out. Grab your walking stick, grab your walking shoes, set your eyes on the star that is in the sky. Prepare yourself for the journey ahead and commit to following the Christ child in 2021. And as you commit to that journey, as you navigate the bumps and the hills along the way, may you be guided by God's deep and abiding love for you towards the aha moments. The aha moments of God's love, God's grace, and may you see what the path has for you. Amen.